Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger, and we are back with season two, episode one, and this is Sex is Not a Therapist, and we're going to be talking about some other dirty things with my girl. You already know best friend in the building. <laughs> so we about to jump right into it because it's been a minute. It's been yeah, a hot-ass minute. A hot-ass minute. Probably what, the last time me and you recorded specifically was January, and that was really? my... Yeah, that was my last full episode. So, we we got some creative stuff going on right now with everything happening in the world. Why not listen to LBF Pod and laugh with us? Are y'all okay? Because I'm not. <laughs> Look, specifically for this topic, it's like listen. right now. Nope. <laughs> the fact that we cannot get stuff as accessibly as we are used to, such as up. sex. <laughs> What minutes before we got on air, we just got the notification that the governor shut shit down. He was not playing with our asses. Send that text before five p.m. tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you coming through real quick? Where you at? Where you at? Hey, send me your location. All right. So our first segment, we're gonna dive into. How sex is being used as a form of therapy despite a real need for conversations and like actual change like how people kind of this is not a shaming people for using sex kind of episode right but this is a, having a real life conversation about how people misuse sex sometimes what well, damn Sorry. Just well I mean elaborate what you mean <laughs> said it you know using sex like bruh first of all don't be calling me <laughs> here you go two in the morning trying to come do? through yeah i'm like i'm sleep i'm <laughs> old i'm tired <laughs> i need you to hit me up at eight o'clock let me know that you might be here around 10 you have the schedule in yeah, advance yeah what you think no, okay go ahead I ain't gonna start off like that. I'm just so I th- I came up with this topic based off a, a blog post I wrote probably a little while ago about how sex um, is used a lot of times to communicate our emotions instead of us actually using our words. So yeah. one thing I think about like sex being used, we use it when we're frustrated, we use it when we're stressed out. I think especially lonely. Yeah, especially at a time like right now, we. 
It's about to be a lot of coronavirus babies after this. <laughs> and I can't fault nobody, but I just think people don't do enough uh, self-reflection to understand that they use sex in a way that is not always healthy for them sometimes. Because yeah. sometimes you might use sex and you need to have a conversation. And or you're not even used to being by yourself enough. Like you always are around someone and you always having sex, but you don't even know yourself well enough to know like, okay, I need to deal with this emotion. Yeah. I need to figure this out before I call whoever. Right. Even when it comes to like being in a relationship and being like a couple, a lot of times you hear people say, you know, makeup sex and everything. I'm like, all that makeup sex is is a staple. You know, you're gonna have that in your great, relationship. But if you don't have the conversation about what actually led to you having some kind of rift or disagreement, then you're gonna always find yourself back in that same cycle. And talk therapy is just as important as sex therapy. That's just as important as actually sitting down with a professional. You know, it doesn't take much for you to actually express how you feel outside of sex it's just people really aren't willing to do that and sit in those uncomfortable emotions enough to just do it like and i i say that because i've noticed it oh i don't this is not one i can say i I see i see it in myself so much i mean when i was younger i definitely used sex as a way to feel desired yeah and that was a way that it linked to my self-esteem and my self-acceptance and everything like that but as far as like using it as a stress reliever i think i'm good at using it in a healthy way but i also have to be careful not to revert back to you know that old me that is using it as a way to feel like i'm wanted and desired by somebody that's been your experience too yeah i think that's kind of just always been what i've just longed for somebody be around or choose me or whatever and like probably within the last like three or four years I've kind of like realized that that was kind of my downfall Mm. and kind of took a step back from having you know sex as much as I was and just like kind of did some self-reflection and just been like listen you got to deal with these emotions right but the crazy part is, so once I was writing this blog post, I realized I was like, at that point in time, I was abstinent, whether it was by choice or not. We're not going to talk about right. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I was abstinent. And so what happened is I realized that a lot of periods in my life, I was using abstaining from sex as a way to gain control, but I was doing it in an unhealthy way because I didn't trust people anymore. So I was kind of closing in on myself. So I think a lot of times when we have the conversation about sex, people remove themselves from the conversation because they're like, oh, I'm not having sex. I'm celibate or I'm abstinent and that doesn't apply to me. But it's like, no, even when you're not after actively having sex how are you using it in your life whether you're abstaining from it or whether you're actually engaging in it we all use it in some way and we have to explore the way that we use it and understand how that connects to how we feel about ourselves how we feel about the world and other people and you know our trust issues our self-image all of that shit is tied up in there and so to me we don't talk enough about the real shit about sex. We make it fun. We make it light. You know, keep shit light. Because we want to just have that pleasurable moment. What? 
know. I mean, am I not saying something? I mean, no, I was, you know, stuff be coming to my head, but I'm just not. I'm what? Not. This is what this is for. I know, but I that wasn't the right moment for me to say what I had to say. <laughs> Y'all, y'all, y'all know I gotta keep her, in, you know, in a little. She you gotta contain her a little bit. She's a little rowdy. I'll be trying, y'all. <laughs> can, I, can I say it or no? I don't know what you're trying to say, so I can't give you a green light or not. No, I feel like later on we'll get into the minutes. So, in your life, your present, your past, how do you feel like sex has presented itself in your life specifically? Hmm. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mm. I don't. I can't. I don't. I can't put it into words. I feel okay. When I was younger, I feel like I didn't really have much control. I just let my emotions control me. Yeah, and, that's very true for me. <laughs> you know when offered sex or presented in a situation where sex was possibly, you know, the outcome, you know, I let it control me and felt like I just had to do it or whatever. Versus now, it's like I'm more in control. It's like when I want it, I get it. If I don't want it, I can say no. Yeah. And I'm more I'm more prone to say saying no because I have control and I'm like, nah. Yeah. I'm gonna make work for it. Like And that that's the crazy part. I was, so I'm coming from that transition, right, of being so emotionally attached to sex that I couldn't do it outside of those emotions or, you know, thinking of sex as a link to being intimate on a, like, a love kind Mm -hmm. of a situation or developing emotions through sex, you know, which sometimes it happens, whatever. But I was always that person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now that I'm getting older, I'm able to kind of separate the act from the emotional part of it and enjoy it. But I also understand that that comes from my own self-acceptance and me actually embracing my womanhood and my sensuality and all of that stuff is playing a part into how I am now using sex in my life and understanding the power that I have to choose to share myself with somebody or not to and the power that I have to allow somebody to come into my space in that way so I don't know I think people need to actually just inventory and take the time to think about the ways that sex appears in our life Mm -hmm. and see if they can figure out a pattern because that's what happened it was like when I really thought about it after I was writing about it I was like you know I'm sitting here thinking about you know guys that use sex as a way to communicate their emotions whether it be good or bad but Really, I wasn't any better at using sex than they were. I was just misusing it in a different way. And so once I realized that, I was kind of able to take a step back and then now going out and actually being more sexually active. Um, not that came out wrong. <laughs> you are. I mean, not saying it, it's right. Cool, you are I didn't active. want it to sound like that, but being Listen, sexually active y'all again. Know who I know. Listen, it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing to see. Oh my Just god. Tell you, we came a long way. Long way. I wasn't that bad back in the day. Anyway, we're gonna move on. So I- so how do you feel like sex fuels connections that you form with people? Like, I think a lot of people have opinions about how that kind of happens, whether it's an emotional connection or 
how do you feel like it fuels it? It depends on how good it is. (laughs) (laughs) How so? (laughs) Like, it depends on how good it is and how it started. Like, if we started out, like, with an emotional connection and Mm. talking on the phone and hanging out or going out or whatever, it's different than just that link up type yeah build, you know so and then you know if the link up type bill is better than that long drawn out process then you know it affects who i talk to how i talk to them and which emotion i choose to give them all right if i choose to do it with them multiple times or just that one time so it just depends yeah, I, I can get that. Because I, I definitely was somebody who, because I lean sharing my body with trust a lot, a lot, a lot, I, I wasn't the one to go out and experience that kind of activity with somebody I didn't trust. Yeah. And so because I didn't explore the other side of it, I always immediately got emotions. It did not matter if I actually cared for the person on a deeper level, if they were actually good for me, if we were actually compatible for each other. Because I didn't separate my sex from my emotions and my trust. And I only swam in a pool that I already was familiar with. (laughs) It was was already, you know, an instant um, combination for me that ended up with me, you know, catching feelings or either you know being let down in some way so now that I'm kind of aware of that and I am having an experience with somebody who is completely different you know treats me very well whatever well enough (laughs) but um yeah it's it's different and it doesn't feel like I am a slave to my emotions because I wasn't led by them in the first place if that makes sense what? If like it's just that right off attraction, or if that attraction is building, you know, over a period of time. Yeah. Because most of the time, I feel like if I'm really attracted to you, you disappoint me. If I'm <sighs> if I'm like tra- attracted to you at first, I feel like you disappoint me because I'm just like, oh, he the whole package and da 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 da. da. Wait, so you talking about sex wise? I'm talking about just the whole. Like if you look good, I I I'm not gonna say that. Just none of y'all can't do it right. <laughs> but it seems like the ones I chose, it took them a minute to get it right. To get it right? Well, versus, <laughs> versus, you know, when the attraction has to build up a little bit. Like, if you don't pay the I got you. attention. I got you. I get what you're saying. And then, like, y'all finally get in the bed. Yeah. And then it's, it's like a, the chemistry it's, it's is like there. It's like a mind-blowing effect. Mine is opposite. Oh. My, because... So for me, I'm very much a woman that it's better when my emotions are evolved. So well, yeah. big, if I was only, you know, having that experience with people that I was already emotionally connected with, not saying I had to be in love with them, but I already cared for them, I already, you know, had some kind of relationship with that person, then it was already automatically an experience for me. As opposed to having no kind of emotional background with somebody and going to that situation, I have to get out my mind. Because in the act itself, I'm very emotional. I be in my mind a lot. I think that's a lot of women's problems. We gonna get there though. So we gonna move on. It might just be my choices. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. I'm working on it. Mm. We all working on something. 
Yeah, we got a lot of time to work on. Oh shit, a plentiful time. Okay. All right, segment two is called "That's the Wrong Hole." Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Questions, pearls. All right. So this is kind of like how we just segued into the conversation about why does it seem like so many women have a hard time coming to an orgasm, even if the sex is good, right? And for me, my my thinking is because I know I'm always in my mind. Yeah. And when I have when I when I finally understand that, yo, you you gotta stop thinking about this and that and the third and worrying about how he feeling. He you know he getting his that and nigga ain't in his mind at all. But also, <laughs> but also communication too. So yeah. I had an experience where it was trash, and I told him it was trash because mm-hmm. it was trash. Yeah. And I told him why. Mm-hmm. And you know, I took my responsibility back, in it too. Back, backing it up, and then that is, you know, you you have to like women aren't taught to to explore themselves sexually. Yeah, we're not taught to even have conversations about sex. Like you get judged so harshly as a woman, especially as a it's black like woman. Yourself. Right, especially, and for that reason, a lot of us don't. It takes us forever. It takes us for us to fully accept ourselves as women, for us to honestly get to a point where we are having enjoyable sex that is catered to us because a lot of times we're so focused on catering to other people. We're 28, 29, and we really just starting to figure it out for real. Right. Which is crazy, but it is what it is. Glad it's happening, but whatever. But I know my problem. I'm already an overthinker. Yeah. It's like. Sometimes you try not to be too emotional, get attached, and or whatever the case may be, and like you constantly thinking about stuff. It could like, like you said, it could be really good, and you could be thinking about something that's not even dealing with the situation right. at the moment. I'm just folding like, clothes and shit. What the fuck? Why am I even <laughs> think about this right now? But it happens, and I know you know it's a lot of people that go through the same stuff. I really haven't truly figured out how to silence my mind, though. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think I've ever had... No, I ain't gonna say ever. <laughs> <laughs> that broke stuff. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> oh, wait, we gonna get there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... I probably only had, like, maybe one person that's been able to, like, kind of silence my mind. Yeah. Or make me, you know, feel good enough to where I don't think about other stuff. I just be in the moment. I was just in the moment, but it's been minutes since that's happened. I think it's a lot to be said about understanding that it is a joint experience. Mm-hmm. And so while you should be focusing on the other person's experience with you, you also need to be paying attention to yourself. And the other person needs to be doing that too. Yeah. And I didn't understand that until recently that, yo, if you're having this experience with somebody and they're so focused on pleasing you that they're neglecting themselves in that experience, they're not enjoying it and for themselves. A lot of people that can't read body language. Oh my God, it's so important. That is so important. I'm like, you should know what it means when I move this way or when or I when I sound like this. Or... Looking off. <laughs> Carol, wait. <laughs> if I don't wait. even look you in your eyes. No noise. No noise. (laughs) When it's crickets. 
Oh my goodness. But some people don't care. This idea, like you hear it over and over with some guys glorifying, oh, I got mine. You better get yours. It's like, no, the whole point of this is for you to help me get there. If that was the point, I would have just did it myself. <laughs> I, what I need you for? If you in there and dry up, then that should be a sign. Oh. <laughs> So, is do you think the myth of women are more emotional during sex, sex and men are more illogical is like an accurate, accurate, oh my God, accurate oh my uh, depiction of how women and men have sex with each other? I don't know or, if it's accurate because men are very emotional. They just have exactly. a different way of showing it, but they're emotional and they, they are also fighting the urge to show those emotions and you know so i don't think that's accurate but it's i it probably just depends on the person too the yeah i agree i agree because a lot of times i notice like if a guy cares for you for me because i am an empath i consider myself one at least um if a guy cares for me i already know like you don't have to specifically tell me i want you to say it First of all, but right. I don't. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. So when it came down to that specific act, and it's just like, okay, you know, we doing this. The kissing, the touching, the foreplay, all of that lets me know how you actually feel about me. Because so if you didn't care, none of that is intimate. We ain't even going back <laughs> to the room. I just, I'm just, I'm good. And so that brings me to my next subtopic, like. Where's the romance? Is that important when it comes to sex for you? What do you consider romance? It just depends on oh, it depends on how I'm feeling. I'm just going through a transitional phase. <laughs> some stuff works, some stuff don't. I'm trying to figure it out. And right now, when it comes to the romance thing, I feel like some guys try too hard. Yeah. And if you just scale it back a little bit, then it could get you where you want to go. Because, I, I mean, I already know that's what you want anyway. I mean, you're just trying too hard, but... I mean, not necessarily. I mean, okay. This okay. Is, okay, here we go with the cynicism. Okay. All right. Maybe not. But nine times out of ten. Anyway. So... If I'm interested and I'm feeling you, I want you to romance me. Yeah. But if I'm not and you're just doing too much, I'm just not there with none of that. And we not even gonna get, you not even gonna get a chance to kiss me. Uh-uh. Romance when it comes to actually already going on the path to like a sexual activity. Okay, so somebody that I'm interested. Yeah, somebody you already attracted to, somebody you already, and you know. What, sometimes what pisses me off is the person you're interested in be the ones that just don't. Don't right. get it. <laughs> like, anyway, okay, so we're gonna make this scenario. I'm interested in him. He's attractive. I'm attracted to him. Right. And he's romancing me and stuff. So. <laughs> hmm. Wait, wait. What is what is your definition of like romancing? While like experiencing another person's body good lord <laughs> i mean all kind of flashbacks are happening during this damn episode right now like when somebody just like 
kissing on you and touching on you, just making you feel like the queen you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little foot rubbing there, you, you know, know. I ain't never hurt nobody. You know, little baby. You know how the memes be like, um, touch me <laughs> when they when they give you a massage and you secretly telling, wishing that they touch you. Yeah, I ain't that, seen no me. Anyway, and the people be like, touch me on the inside part. But anyway. Oh, not beloved. Yeah. So, you know how when a guy is like being romantic, but he's not trying to make it seem like he wants to, and you want to give him Oh, you are, you know? Like, we playing and this you, little cat yeah, and mouse and shit. You know, you watching the movie or whatever, you rubbing <laughs> your feet, you know, rub your little thigh, whatever. Huh. <laughs> baby, shoot you up. All right. Don't touch that. Don't touch that in the thigh now. Just saying. My bad. Go ahead. I want the damn set it off scene where the baby oil was all over the damn place. Candles lit. Not all the time. Not all the time. But for me, can you do that monthly though? I mean, but sometimes people. I honestly, what I've seen, I can't speak. Romance is dead. That's the problem. I don't want to say it's dead because if it's alive with me, then it's got to be alive with some other people. But it's very rare that you come across somebody who is just naturally a romantic. Some, a lot of guys don't even know how to light a candle. You. They don't know how to do nothing. Some music on it. That's not trap music. The little bit that they do is romantic. It's like, bro, you got to come harder than don't that. Don't no girl want to be made love to with no damn trap music on. <laughs> Unless sometimes. <laughs> To recall some oh, shit from y'all. <laughs> Why your face getting red, here? <laughs> it's different. Now we know we're multifaceted all now. If y'all ever get a chance, if y'all y'all probably know this song, Pop Smoke, Shake the Room. <laughs> no, we're. I'm not I'm saying. Listen, I'm not saying that we're not multifaceted, right? Of course. Like, sometimes we want a quickie. Sometimes I don't want you to take your socks off, okay? But I'm just every Put time. your Gucci slides on. It's okay, boo. Every time. But not every you're time. Gonna, gonna Most of the time, I am a sensual person. I am delicate listen, and strong. If, if that music is right, listen. Who? All right. This is what I'm used to, okay? This is how I was birthed Something. into this sexual world. And this is how I'm trying to go out. Y'all not about to sit here and trap music me to death. Come on, yeah. Put some Joe on. Some Janae. Okay? I know you like. <laughs> okay, but. What I was about to say. Oh, love <laughs> Listen, I didn't know. Yeah, this love is my damn thought. <laughs> That's on the playlist, girl. What you talking Man, about? <laughs> but seriously, for me, like, so foreplay is a part of romance in my mm. in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> so foreplay for me starts with how you treat me right mm-hmm. are you opening the door are you texting me are you checking on me are you actually observing my mental emotional spiritual and this don't have to it don't mean that we have to be a couple but the fact that you care about me as a person it makes me want to blossom for you okay listen and <laughs> And it all for me ties in to romance and that romance gets a little further because if you checking on me and you actually care about my experience as a person throughout this world, then that means you're definitely going to, you know, care about your, my experience with you. If we're kissing, if we're touching all that other stuff and it's just going to be better for me and And ultimately it's going to be great for you. (laughs) 
you a dick dick. All right. So, broke pickle mm. versus stressful draw, job pickle. So, what you I mean, talk, I can't. So, what I mean by that is, we all heard, like, the broke dick. Like, <laughs> they be laying it down. Listen, for four years. <laughs> four. You might have me choking. Four, not four. Oh, but then I, I started thinking. But I started people. thinking, Kira, a guy with a stressful job, he come home for a hard day at work. You're right. You're right. The way he puts it down mm. is something out of this world. And I just want to know because my listeners said it was broke dick overall. Like it was close I'm for not a minute. Say overall, but I really haven't truly experienced stressful. This. Really. Yeah. I think I've always really been with guys that had like some kind of stress in their life, like I mean, some kind of stressful job. You stressed if you broke? <laughs> Not necessarily. Because well, no, if you dick her I'm down, gonna... I'm like, if you dick her down, good, you know she gonna take care of shit. Me, <laughs> looking dumb as hell. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Maybe they'll, they'll be stressed eating all your damn snacks and shit in the house while you at work. I just bought them snacks. What the? A whole thing of juice, though. Nigga, you brought you drink a whole thing of Capri Suns that you ain't bought. Ain't say nothing. It, it tastes better when you ain't bought it. That's what people tell you. When you when you put your hand in somebody else's chip bag, it tastes real good. But when you buy them same chips, they don't taste good. It's good. Oh gosh. Okay, mm-hmm. so you going with? I mean, which one? Which one? For me, it's stressful. Oh my god, it's broke, bro. <laughs> How you have a hand? That's all I got. Listen, y'all, I've been missing out on life, apparently, because... Oh, that's funny. Oh, do you feel like you're different when, like, you had a stressful day and, like, you're able to be with that one person and have that sexual experience? Do you feel like it's a different experience for you coming off of you? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you more aggressive? I feel like like when I'm stressed, I want to be held and cuddle. I don't, I don't know if I ever like had. If you hold me when I'm stressed, it's gone. <laughs> I mean, I know it's gonna happen, but I don't. I don't think it's gonna be like uh, you know, an aggressive session. It's gonna yeah. be more of a, like a love sweet session. Yeah, me. yeah, those are good. Listen, I become a whole. I don't know what happens, oh. but internet be out to play, okay? And I just Danny always out. I don't know what wrong with her. Nah, but, uh, internet be out here strong in these streets when it's real. that time, and I I be having to tell her to chill. Danny ain't got no chill. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. No. All right. So, what do you feel like are the benefits of sex? Stress Good sex. Reliever. Stress reliever. Stress reliever. Yeah. Releasing yeah. all kinds. Make your skin glow. All my endorphins Ooh, yeah. and like dopamine and all that all good that. stuff. Good exercise. I feel like it's a good little session. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially when they can last. Oh when my God. I don't know what's in the water. Okay. What's in the water? But it's... Listen. We too young for y'all be having some of these issues that some of y'all been having. And I... <laughs> I 
just give up. Sometimes. Run sometimes. You can't sit on the couch all the damn time. Go out and do some cardio because I'm gonna need for you to have then, some kind of stamina. No, no them, that don't even work. No. Oh. Them, them two. Oh, all right, well. <clears throat> I'll just be like, God damn. <laughs> well, whoa, whoa. That's all I get. That's it. All right. Rounds my ass. Okay. What is this? You could have stayed where you was at. You called me over here for this shit. <laughs> have you ever done a walk of shame? I don't be shame. Shit. <laughs> shame for what? <laughs> walk out there like I own the place. Goddamn. What's your face? <laughs> I'm have trying you to. ever done a walk of shame? Cause I always leave like, oh, no, I ain't gonna tell myself. For what? For why? I mean, freshman year when I came back in with them damn biscuits, that was shaming your there. ass in there. I ain't doing no walk of shame that day. But I was shaming that was my boyfriend, so I ain't giving shit. I ain't never been shamed. Boyfriend, I never messed with nobody in college. That's probably why I ain't never had no walk of shame. Not on campus. Not on duty. Not on duty. <laughs> No, even no, that wasn't a walk of shame. I ain't had no walk of shame. I be walking out of places like I own shit. Like I'm supposed to be there. No, good and good and damn well. I ain't supposed to be. But hey. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So what are the cons about sex? I feel like it's an easy distraction. So people often, whether it's society as a whole or it. I've been there. You've been addicted to somebody before? Bro. I've been addicted before several times. It's very no, easy. I'm not. What do you mean? You talking about there's more than one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. I think. What I think What? I what? What do you think? Three addicted ones. What is my problem is passion for me is the biggest drug. So if I got passion with somebody, the way they kiss me, the way they touch yeah. me, the the intensity of leading up to yeah. that moment, it is. That was my issue. It's like a Especially drug. Especially when you, when you feed it for me and you, oh. me and you communicate that you feed it for the kid. Oh, all right. So you coming, you coming down here with me? All right. No, nah, I mean, I don't know. So. So is it just passion that makes you addicted to somebody? Cause that should be it's, for me. It's like when someone learns your body. Yeah, they take they take the time to learn your body, and it's just a different. Oh, <laughs> it's just a different <laughs> feeling. Like for real though. Yeah. Let me... <clears throat> Oh, I thought you said it already, got that. I did not. Oh. Well, she'll be sitting in this tape. <laughs> so, are we delaying sex? Like, when you meet somebody, or are we, like, how are we operating out in this life right now? I feel like... Me, me today... Okay, I'm back up. Me, maybe a couple years ago, I would delay it just because I would think... Oh, if I do it now, then this means such and such, or the good girl shit. Yep. But now it's like, okay, if I wait or if I don't wait, like, it is what it is. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they true colors gonna come out one way or the other. Right. I had 
with my good friends, Caitlin. Shout out to Caitlin. Hey. Uh, she told me something so simple like a month or two ago, right before she left. And she was like, yo, sometimes it's not about what they deserve. Sometimes it's it what is. you deserve. And when she said that, I was like, bitch. <laughs> because a lot of times I found myself withholding myself from people. And I was like, you don't deserve you my body. How many orgasms I missed out on? Because I'm trying to be a good girl. I mean, not even that. It's just like having this real mental ideal about who I should be Mm -hmm. kept me from a lot of stuff where it's just like, oh, I'm not supposed to give myself to him because he's not good for me. It's just like, girl, you're not trying to marry this dude. You already know like you aren't emotionally connected to them on that manner. But sometimes it's not about them and what they're doing and everything else. If you can get that experience, if you if you feel comfortable with yeah. having that experience, that's that's the thing. If you feel comfortable with separating yourself and feel like you can do it, then stop that inner monologue yeah, so from talking sometimes, sometimes and just, just give yourself what you want. Yeah. <laughs> that is what it is. So I had another friend brought up to my attention this past week, uh, the friends only page, which I'm still trying to figure out exactly what it is. So, the way he explained it to me, shout out to DJ T-Streets. He's the one that kind of let me know about the Friends Only page. And the way he explained it to me was that it was like a platform people can use to have others pay to see certain experiences. And (laughs) this was my question. So, I was like, what what are you talking about? So, apparently, you can like... They, they can pay to see you, you know, in lingerie. They can pay to see you having a sexual experience with somebody else or with yourself. Oh the way that they explain it when I looked on the thing. First of all, I, in order for me to actually go in the site, I have to make an account. I'm not about to do that. So I did my research on the outside of it. And it was saying, like, you know, a lot of different creatives are using the platform to connect with their audiences on a deeper or more intimate level. And the audience can pay whatever they want to to have that experience with the other person. And so I was just like, you know, I can see how that can be used as a tool. But <clears throat> but it says adult site. When you look it up, like when I Google it. So when you look it up, it says adult site. So that's when I went back. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you got to be looking at. And he explained it. And I was just like, well, you know what? I'm not one to body shame or to sex shame nobody. But I also do think it's something to be said that with any social media platform, people are going to be using it for the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. So you're going to have people that are going to use it to celebrate their bodies, to celebrate who they are, to actually in a positive light do whatever and you're going to be having those other people that are going to be using it as a way to make themselves feel better about how they look to to feel to feel validated in the wrong way to me in the wrong way maybe it might not be the wrong way for other people but you know whatever teaches on so i don't know what do you think like Not for you personally, but like in general, I the mean, idea. For for me, with anything, it's just like do what you gotta do. Like if you feel that feel that like that's something that you want to do, you know. If you want to be more intimate with your people, cool. You know, I'm not judging you. Enjoy, but it's just not for me. Yeah, I think for something like that, it's it's a social media platform, but it's not Instagram. It's not Facebook. You know what I'm saying? It's a more 
adult well yeah. you know sight so <clears throat> if you're gonna do it understand that it's still the internet mm-hmm. and whatever you put out there if you go back and you realize, oh, you know, I was doing this for the wrong reason or I'm not really comfortable with doing this anymore, you can't really take it all back. Yeah. And so you have to really be sure about your choice to engage in that kind of social media platform because um, Instagram gets checked by jobs and shit. Facebook gets checked by jobs. I know if I got caught with a fucking fans only page, I'd probably get counseled or some shit. You know, like <laughs> it, it is what it is. So. I don't know, like make your money, but understand how you're making it, why you're making it, be confident in your decision and do what you got to do. But also just be sure. Be smart about it. Think about it. Just be sure. Okay. Um, Anything else? I don't know. I feel like... I feel like I'm missing something. Like, I didn't dive into this conversation the way I wanted to a little bit. How am I missing something? I feel something? like when we dive in, we'll be going for too long. Dive in. I don't know. Uh-huh. <clears throat> How about, was your first time the way that you thought that it would be? No. Why? I cried. Why? It hurt like hell. It hurt like hell. And then my boyfriend at the time was going into the military and I was just emotional and then I, it hurt so bad that I didn't do it for two years after that I think <clears throat> this idea about virginity for females is one of those things that kind of um, how it starts as having a bad relationship with sex because we build it up to be this big beautiful experience with guys and guys aren't taught to be that gentle with sex you know what i'm saying so he we're was, made he was gentle. not not in that way I mean, I, you know was about, but he was <laughs> shout out okay but even so even the conversation about like how and when guys usually lose their virginity a lot of those stories are disturbing mm-hmm. in and of itself because it's just like yo you you lost it to somebody who was 20 plus and you were 14. There's a lot of guys out there like that. And you, they just thought it was <clears throat> it was normal. It was supposed to happen like that. And no. so from them, that's that began their sexual it relationship. That cycle. Yeah. And so the the experiences that we have, even when we're younger, I feel like if you're not close and you don't pay attention, it still fuels a lot of the sexual experiences you have i feel like in my sexual life i knew i wanted to wait because i was so i'm still definitely afraid of getting pregnant possibly i was just like i'm waiting until i graduate i had no if ands and buts like i was waiting until i was 18 i could do everything else but i'm not doing that i waited and i was happy with my decision to wait but even even still my first time even it was with the person i wanted to be with it was the person i was in love with glad it was that person but he still sucked. Like it's the first time it wasn't as special as it should have been, yeah. you know, in the eye, in the mind of a, a of a young girl thinking about how she's going to lose her virginity one day. Mm-hmm. So just even from those experiences, a lot of the stuff I had in my first relationship is what I kind of what I have a taste for, I should say, when it comes to my sexual relationship with other people, mm-hmm. and it develops there, you know. So, 
you got to pay attention to your history too and understand how that fuels and pay attention to your partner yes like it says a lot when you pay attention and you read body language and you know it 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 says that you're interested and you want you're willing to learn versus yes you just diving in willing to learn getting yours and neglecting that person like what's the point but this idea that people so first of all i'm sorry y'all everybody is not good at sex like you don't even come if you out think, you think you got multiple partners right. or whatever you just that good nah you're not <laughs> coming out good at sex it's a learned thing like nine times out of ten they just scared to tell you that you trash right people don't because I, mean, I was have one you ever faked the orgasm listen yep. plenty of times women females we need to stop that in 2020 yeah. stop faking them damn orgasms tell him it's trash tell him how it's trash tell him to improve it or y'all just can't tangle no more like it is what it is but we have to communicate better and understand that if somebody is telling you that you need to work on knowing their body more or being able to take criticism okay like work on it or just be mad and leave that person you really think you lost your virginity when he was now 15 16 that you just been amazing your whole sexual experience okay no now some of (laughs) y'all are amazing i'm not saying that no i'm just saying some of y'all are some of y'all got it got it right you know but (laughs) i'm just saying a lot of y'all don't and it's it's the females that's keeping y'all going but they don't say nothing i'm gonna take it a step further some of y'all got it right for that person that you was with yeah but when you come over here you're trying to use what work with her on me and it's not gonna work it's different bro like yes i know she probably I know you tired of, you know, learning people, but that's what we got to do. Like, if you, if it don't work with that, with that person and you go to somebody else and you claim you're interested, you got to learn somebody else's body. Like, what are you doing? Like, you How can't... do you feel about, like, waiting till marriage? I, I, I dabble with that idea Ooh. a lot. A lot. Okay, I'm on both sides. Like, of course, I want to be able to withhold and you know get to learn the person and you know do all this all the stuff you know that comes with with withholding you know yourself or whatever but at the same time it's just like what if you marry that person in the trash i saw i saw that question the other day on instagram and so i was just like yo i gotta drive that car before i get off the lot it's like I, i'm just like hey I, I don't know because i've been around people where no no Never. I was gonna say something that wasn't necessarily the truth. Because I've been around people where it was we had chemistry and then you know got together and it wasn't good. But no, most of the people I had chemistry with it was you know pretty darn good. <laughs> so I don't know. I I think about it a lot because I'm like I do. I'm very much somebody like I said. Even though I'm aware of how I use sex, I do know that I'm still emotionally connected to it just because it takes trust for me to be able to do it and all that and the third so even though i'm having this one experience now that doesn't necessarily mean that i won't revert back to being that person i was when i was 18 um so i have to be careful and i also i just don't want to share myself with a lot of people i've never you know been interested in having multiple partners 
just because that's not the way I understand my body and that's not the way I understand connecting with other people. Um, so it's something I think about. It's not something I I don't think. I think with that, I'm going to have to cheat a little bit. So it's just like, if I do, you know, find the guy and we decide that we want to be in each other's lives forever and marriage is on the table, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to rumble them sheets a little bit. We'll stop at some point. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to do that our whole relationship, you know? I feel like I feel like if we're dating and we get to that point where we do that and we realize that we enjoy it, but you know that we're planning to get married and stuff, I feel like once you propose and like I know that you're my guy and I know that everything is there. Yeah. Then I probably could be like, okay, I can wait. Wait, yeah. But I'm gonna have to test. I, listen. Have you I ever gone abstinent while you was in a like relationship? Mm-hmm. I mean, was it a good experience for you? Was it wait? Was it was it you hold withholding or was it just y'all having an agreement? Oh, withholding. Actually, I actually did that in one of my relationships where it was just like, yo, let's not have sex for, I think it was like three months. And it was a very good experience. But in my, we weren't in a relationship, but in my, whatever you want to call it, we've actually like tried, we tried, ain't worked, but we tried. And we just like couldn't see each other because we always couldn't keep our hands off each other. So we just couldn't, we just (sighs) talked on the phone all the time. And, like, if we was around each other, it wasn't for long. Yeah, I think the kind of guy that I want anyway, I, because I'm so passionate, I want me somebody who is receptive to my passion and somebody who is able to show it to me as well. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a slip up. Like, it is inevitable. <laughs> like, but I want it to be able, if, I, if we choose to abstain, I want us to be able to follow through with it. Because I do think that even in periods of time, whether you're waiting for marriage or whether you're just doing it throughout your relationship, I feel like it's so much you learn about yourself and about yeah. each other when you choose to take that out of your relationship. Yeah, I think what will what will help is like if you're with someone and they understand understand what it means to be abstinent and you know what we're gonna what what the goal is. Yeah. Being able to what are we create, working on yeah, during what that are we time? Working on and working yeah. towards and getting creative with it, you know, just being like, okay, you know, at first we can't be around each other for a long time. Or, yeah, you know, we're gonna do date night, but I'm not gonna stay over. I'm not gonna kiss you too long. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just be creative yeah. and do other things to like kind of get your mind off of it. But then, you know, they start romancing you, and then you. You ever seen that uh that my wife and uh, kids episode with Jim? With um, what's her name? What's the wife's name? What is her name? I want to say Janet. Jay. He called her Jay. Yeah. When she was like tsunami, <laughs> and it was like with all the sex, but they was both going crazy. Yeah. I love that episode. I was like, that's the way I want to do, like because eventually when you're with somebody for an extended period of time and especially even in your own personal sexual experience you need to have those periods where you take sex out and you kind of let it build up and for learning, it to be learning ways to right. like love each other and just being creative yeah because you won't have to rekindle yeah. and sometimes rekindling means abstaining from certain things that you might enjoy just like that martin and gina episode <laughs> yo 
but I mean to each his own and everybody has their own way of doing things I think I just think that sometimes we're a little one note when it comes to the way that we think about sex and this conversation is meant to get your mind kind of turning about the conversation and the many ways we can have the conversation about sex but even in life you know how you feel like oh it's only one one way to do something and if it doesn't get done this way then i just i just failed but it's just like it's multiple ways to get to the same result just like you know with being romantic or being in a relationship or being intimate like it's multiple ways to get to the end result right you got you just got to be willing to do the work as always right hopefully <laughs> i can do like a part two with this where we talk about like sexual experiences i ain't trying to put all our business out there though because i don't know i mean uh, some people can't relate i mean and, and that's what i want to do and all y'all i've been trying to get meals on this i promise i promise because the ones that are interested on uh, coming to the lbf pod they live away you yeah. know and so it's hard for me to kind of figure out we're gonna process try to time. figure out how we can do a facetime chat thingy i just don't want the quality to be crappy you know yeah. but i just got the microphone together hopefully <laughs> where it's like picking Y'all us up equally yeah i'm i'm not i'm i'm good at figuring stuff out but it just takes a minute mm-hmm. so uh yeah, this has been season two of the LBF podcast hey. with my girl Kira. You know it. And I am K Antoinette the Blogger. You can follow me on Instagram at let's underscore build underscore futures, or you can visit the website at let'sbuildfutures.com. And I would love to talk to y'all about sex because we need to have it's the a conversation. conversation that we need to have. Yes, we need to have the conversation. We need to stop making it a taboo topic and actually embrace our sexuality, our sensuality, and all the things that make us women, men, however you identify. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I'll, I'll be working on a part two for, for season two. So, yeah. it's been good talking to y'all. Make sure y'all like, share, subscribe. And y'all, listen, okay? I don't make these episodes just to make them, okay? I make them because I enjoy it, but I also make them because I feel like people actually want to listen and hear, but it doesn't get out to a lot of people because I don't have a lot of followers. So I need y'all help to share my shit, okay? (laughs) Hey, but I'll see y'all next time.